Marriage is hard. It's something we go into so excited, but often end up leaving on the back burner. We believe in a 1 Corinthians 13 type of love, one that takes intentionality and purpose. A good marriage is not something that happens by accident. So it's our hope that you leave feeling inspired to have some new topics of conversations with your spouse through listening to our talks here. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jaren. And this is Marriage on Purpose. We want to hear from you. If you have questions, send them in to marriageonpurposepodcast at gmail.com and they will be featured on the beginning of our episodes. All questions will be anonymous. We look forward to hearing from you. Good evening. Good evening. To you, my love. How are you doing today? It's evening here. Yeah, we're recording in the evening. I'm doing well. Good. Drinking a nice cup of hot cocoa in the middle of summer. Doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. (laughs) Usually when I tell people that we like drink hot cocoa, they just think we're crazy. They're like, what do you mean you're drinking hot cocoa? It's July. It's a normal drink in our house. It's not like... We, we wait till Christmas and then we have one by the fire in the Christmas. Like, no, no we no, drink no. it every Tuesday. It's a once a week yeah. thing. And it's, I look forward to it every This is part of the reason we go time. buy high quality milk <laughs> so we can have good hot chocolate. It's good for us. Yeah. Well, let's um, dive right into our question from last week. Okay. It was, how do you pursue deeper friendship with your spouse? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if we are super fit to answer the friendship part of it. (gasps) Sorry. You don't have good friendship? We are friends. We are great friends. We're best friends. I feel like we've been in like a a rut of like responsibility for a long time. Yeah, that's the hardest thing when you've been married a really long time. It's so easy to get stuck in just adulting like doing the adult things doing the responsibilities it's so easy to forget that you're allowed to like enjoy life together too yeah i definitely have forgotten that so we definitely have struggled with that in the past just letting the joy go away yeah (laughs) not sucked out of us through life's responsibilities we did have a wrestling match with our kids today and our oldest told us it was a core memory so yeah, he referenced that movie. What's it he called? was like Family Island. What's I think it Family Island's doing really well. Um, upside. No. Top it's side. It's something like up. Mm, upside. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Let us know what it is. I'm sure you know. It's about the girl, and she has like all the emotions, and you're like in her head, and you see all the characters, and it has inside a- out. Inside out. That's it. Got yes, okay. inside out. Good, good. Yeah, he was like, Family Island's doing really good right now. Yeah, that was... I was like, oh, that's so easy to do. I know. But um, as far as pursuing deeper friendship with your spouse, I think a part of it is letting go of the responsibilities a little bit and loosening up. We are wound pretty tight sometimes, mm-hmm. and we definitely forget to have fun. So I think that's a big thing you can do is have fun. Not talk about responsibilities, like put that off the table for a little bit, go out on a date, you know, go do something different. Yeah. As a mom, 
it's so hard to let go of all of the things that are just running through your head especially me like I stay home I manage the house and I just constantly have running lists that are just going on in my head and even when we schedule time to have fun or get out or play games or whatever it may be it's really hard to turn that off so be intentional about turning off all the things that you might have on your to-do list they'll be there when you're done even if it's just for an hour at night you can do it at home schedule fun into your marriage weekly yeah when you think about a friendship you think how does a friendship start let's just break down what a friendship is usually you just like hanging out with someone because they're funny or you have something in common you like the same thing so like you want to be around that person or you have a common interest so it's easy to talk so then you hang out with them and it's kind of fun and then there's something that shifts you know you kind of develop a comfort with that person and then you can go a little deeper you can talk about things that are important to you you can listen whenever they have things that's important to them if they might open up to you and then you can both kind of just feel the relationship like go to another level it's not like you consciously talk about okay i think we're having a lot of fun now let's be a little more emotionally intimate with each other no it just kind of happens and then after that then the emotional intimacy is there you can just talk about things and then they're your person they're your best friend you know you can go bowling with them. You can go do nothing with them. You can sit and do whatever. You can talk about absolutely nothing, or you could talk about absolutely everything. You know, like you, it's just part of a friend. And I think when you stop doing those things as a married couple, it kind of gets hard to remember how to do it. You feel like you're just, you know, pushing you toward that roommate phase where you're not so much friends anymore you know you live with someone for a year who you're not married to you know a roommate and you don't really you know you might not want to be around them as much or you just like you both do your tasks to keep the house going and then you know that's it but when you want to pursue friendship you got to start with having fun and loosening up forgetting about responsibility and then naturally letting emotional intimacy happen Well, I think that's a good segue into today's episode because today we are actually talking all about fostering emotional intimacy in your marriage. So why don't we start off with defining emotional intimacy? I think emotional intimacy is when you can connect to someone on a deeper level than just surface level stuff. Like you can tell them your feelings and you feel safe doing that and they will listen to you. Yeah, so I actually have it on Wikipedia or something, and it says emotional intimacy involves a perception of closeness to another, sharing of personal feelings, and personal validation. So I feel like it is just this level of closeness that you feel with someone that is not the norm, what you feel in your other relationships like your acquaintances or you know co-workers you probably don't have emotional intimacy with them Mm -hmm. um you can i've had emotional intimacy with like different guys i've worked with but it's different you know it's not a super deep level i just like Mm -hmm. hey we can talk about family stuff um yeah i think emotional intimacy is just connecting with someone on a really deep emotional level let's talk about what makes emotional intimacy differ from emotional safety So emotional safety is feeling safe enough, secure enough in a relationship to express 
yourself with someone and show up as your most authentic, truest self. It's feeling safe enough to share all of your thoughts, good, bad, your highs, your lows, feeling safe enough to do that in a relationship. So emotional safety is feeling safe in their presence to connect and open up. It happens before emotional intimacy. It's feeling safe enough to be your 100% self without any judgment, safe enough to express all of your emotions. So you can't have emotional intimacy without first establishing emotional safety. Emotional safety comes first. I think a lot of times we wonder why we don't have emotional intimacy in our marriage or why our spouse struggles to open up emotionally, but we don't think about how are we creating emotional safety in our relationship first. Yeah. I think husbands and wives both struggle with this. I think men tend to be the ones who don't have a ton of emotions there, or at least they don't share them. That's kind of what the stereotype is. Not always true. Not always. More often than not, it seems to fall that way. Men sh- typically struggle with being vulnerable and opening up and sharing their true feelings. But wives also struggle with emotional intimacy and creating an emotionally safe space for their husbands. We tend to be cold and we tend to have bad attitudes. Um, We tend to be snarky and like all those things create disconnect. They do the opposite of creating emotional safety. So if you have a spouse who struggles with opening up and being vulnerable, I would ask why that is. Um, I don't think it's all on you. Obviously, your spouse has to be the one to step forward and open up. But I do think we hold more power in that than what you may think. We hold more power in providing a safe place for them to open up. We have to allow them to feel comfortable to be who they are. And I think as wives, we really struggle with this with our husbands. We want to make them look better in front of our friends or we just get embarrassed by them. We call them out publicly and all these things do not create a safe place for them to feel like they can be themselves. So we are disconnecting that emotional safety and they no longer feel like they can be their true authentic selves around you. And if they feel like they can't be themselves around you, Why would they share their true feelings and emotions with you? Sometimes I have kind of slightly brought up something that I want to talk to you about that I know we kind of have a disagreement on maybe, or we just are on opposite ends, and I kind of read you. Like if you respond to me kind of offensively, or or you're defensive, and you get real, you you kind of cut me off a lot and you're like, why are you talking about that? What is this? What do you, you know, this is how I feel about that. Then I'm just like, okay, I guess we're not going to talk about that. You know, like doing things like that. And guys do kind of the opposite sometimes when their wife comes to them and they say, you know, I've been really feeling this way about our parenting or whatever. And they're just like, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, let's do something about that. Like they just stone wall, you know, it's like talking to a brick wall. Those are kind of, it seems like things that can like shut that off, shut the safety off for the other person. Yeah. So that's something that I would just ask yourself. Have you created a safe place for your husband or your wife to be vulnerable and open up? 
because once you're married for a really long time, it's easy to not think about these things. You're comfortable and when you're comfortable, you kind of just stop trying, but comfort shouldn't mean that you stop trying. Like we always say, a good marriage has to be created and it is the same thing with safety, a safe environment. If you want your spouse to be vulnerable, you have to create emotional safety. It doesn't just happen. So what are some ways that we can do this? What are some ways that we can create safety in our relationship? I think a big one is just engaging in meaningful conversation. Yeah, that's super important. Meaningful conversation kind of goes in like you can't even really be married well if you don't ever have meaningful conversation. Like in our past episodes and with this episode, like you have to talk about things that are important to you, things that are important to your household, responsibility, all of that stuff. That's a big reason why we started this podcast was to give you ideas of things that you can talk about with your spouse. These are all regular topics of conversation that we have in our marriage, and it's important to do that. It's important to get their thoughts on emotional safety. How is emotional safety in your relationship? Do you do that well? Do you not do that well? Do you both feel safe to be your 100% selves? I don't even know what emotional safety was before I got with you and before you started talking about this and learning about this, I never heard that term in my life. Now looking back, I can see where there were times where I did not feel emotionally safe with what whoever, any person, be it my parent at the time or a friend or even you sometimes. Like Yeah, we all struggle with this. Yeah, I didn't even know it was a concept. And once I kind of grasped what it was, changed everything kind of. So I think a healthy way to communicate if you're someone who maybe you disagree with your spouse often that's okay you don't always agree on everything but a healthy way to communicate a disagreement is to kind of paraphrase what your partner says and repeat it back to them rather than like making assumptions about how they feel or saying always statements or just defending yourself bringing it back to your opinion or how they're wrong if we don't quite understand where they're coming from just paraphrase what they said and repeat it back to them ask them again is this what you meant this can create an emotionally safe place for them to continue telling you their thoughts without feeling like you just shut them down also it reassures them that you actually heard what they said because they could be hearing it from a different perspective hearing you wrong you know or you could not be articulating very well and you're not sending and receiving very well. So that's a good indication of like, okay, we need to like take a minute or let's talk about this tomorrow maybe if we're not sending and receiving well. Or you're just like, yes, you totally get me. That's exactly what I meant. Yeah, but a lot of times that doesn't happen. But you still need to try to understand each other without judgment, even if you don't quite understand. The way that you respond to the disagreements or the trying to understand what the other is saying can sometimes cut off that emotional safety. So make sure you're still speaking in terms of, is this what you mean? Rather than that's a dumb idea or I don't understand this at all. I don't get what you're saying. Like those are all ways that can kind of make the other person feel not safe to be themselves around you. Yeah, tone goes a long way in that. Even if you say something, you say the right thing like, I don't understand what you're saying. 
you could say, I don't understand what you're saying right now. Mm -hmm. I just don't get it. I don't know. Or you could say, I don't really understand what you're saying right now. You know, I'm not really picking this up. Can you explain Mm -hmm. it again? Like tone on the receiving end is big. Yeah. Yeah. Your tone of voice can completely change what it is that you're saying. So just think about that when you are engaging in conversation and understanding each other. So the next thing that I have is ask open-ended questions. Avoid questions that require a one-worded response. Um, This shows curiosity on your part that you want to understand your partner. You want to know what's in their mind. That's a part of engaging in meaningful conversation, but it's a way to be good at engaging in meaningful conversation. Ask questions that require them to open up and talk. And the next thing that I have is show compassion and empathy. Don't tell your spouse how they should be feeling or downplaying their feelings. Hold space for them to feel even if it's uncomfortable. I think this is where typically, stereotypically, husbands tend to struggle Um, a lot of times women have big emotions if you've gone through pregnancy hormonal changes we have big feelings and an easy way to cut off emotional safety is to downplay your wife's feelings if they're feeling big things sit in the discomfort of that sometimes all they need is comfort They don't need you to fix the problem. They don't need you to lecture them. They just need a good hug, maybe some ice cream, and like they probably will feel better. That's hard to do sometimes. (laughs) Just going to say it sometimes. You have to show compassion. Yeah, showing compassion is easier the longer I've been married. But in the beginning, me not understanding any of this emotional stuff, I feel like you have to fix the problem. You feel like, okay, you're explaining a massive problem to me. When really in your head, you might know it's not really a big problem. You just need to vent. You just got to like tell a person this stuff. And then once you tell them, you're fine. Yeah. As a woman, sometimes you know that you're okay. You know that tomorrow you're going to wake up. (gasps) Why don't you lead with that? And you'll be fine. (laughs) But in this moment. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know you're okay the whole time? (laughs) Just tell the guy. (laughs) It does not feel okay in this moment. And I need someone else to remind me. I feel like that's the biggest kept secret from men (laughs) is that when a woman comes to you and they're explaining all this irrational stuff they actually know it's okay they just don't want to tell you it's okay they want to get your response while they're having these big emotions they're coming to yell at you when you do it wrong they're coming to you as a plea for comfort and we have a hard time articulating that yeah if you would maybe say that like hey i just need to get this off my chest i know i'm okay but i'm really feeling whatever right now and then i'm gonna eat size and then I'm going to eat some ice cream and be fine. I'll be like, oh, great. Cool. Okay, Lay that, it on me. We, we're having big emotions. We don't feel that in the moment. Yeah, I guess that's true. Sometimes you can be overwhelmed by your emotions where you feel like. If you, we could tell ourselves that we could be okay, like we would get over it ourselves. We're looking for comfort and validation and empathy. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this. I Actually, I don't think I knew this that you that women not you but like women maybe feel like they're okay but they just need to express themselves huge because they have huge emotions this is not a blanket statement i'm talking about my personal experience i'm not saying all women who are having a mental breakdown know that they're gonna be fine sometimes it does last a long time sometimes you're not fine for a couple weeks but 
typically you know long term you're going to be okay but right now I don't feel like I'm okay and I need someone to help me get out of that through showing compassion and sometimes that's all it takes sometimes it's all it takes is a good hug and saying you're gonna be all right you're gonna make it through this and immediately you feel better yeah it's just validating those feelings creates safety and you feel safe and you feel okay my husband's got me. I'm good. I'm I'm going to make it through this. So boys, just don't try to fix the problem right off the Unless right they off ask you. <laughs> right out of the gate. Don't just come and say, "Well, here's a solution for you." Just wait and listen, and then they might just need a hug at the end, and maybe don't even say anything that day. And then like maybe the next day, touch base again and say, "Hey, how are you doing with whatever we talked about yesterday?" And then if they still Maybe they want to hear a solution or maybe they want to hear your thoughts on it. Fine. But if not, don't give your ideas if they're not wanted. You have to hold space for them to feel. Sometimes it's just moving through those feelings that get them out. It's not like there's really a huge problem that needs to be solved. It's just a feeling and it comes and it passes and it goes. And during those feelings, some comfort is nice. (laughs) Yeah. I felt that being the emotional creature that I am. Mm Mm-hmm. With my minimal emotional capacity, I felt that before, just needing to like tell you this. I know it's fine. I know it's whatever. I'm not, you know, going to die at the end of this. You know, I just need to tell you and then I feel better. I think wives tend to feel that a lot. They have these feelings of overwhelm or whatever it might be. And it feels good to get validated from that person that you are close to rather than feeling like you have to work through it on your own or you have to just kind of like buckle up and like stuff the thought down or stuff the feeling down until it's over with it's really nice as a woman to feel like you are taken care of and loved and just the same way that our children come to us for comfort when they get hurt even though they're probably okay and oftentimes you'll see them fall and you know that they're fine but like if they catch your eye contact you know they like want to run up and hug you just because they saw you like make it bigger just to get your attention i understand that feeling as a woman like sometimes it's nice to not go through hard feelings on your own sometimes it's nice to get a hug and be told that you're going to be okay and be given a pep talk and like comforted And that makes you feel very safe with that person. The same way when we do that with our kids, they feel safety with us. We want to be able to feel that with our spouse too. Lastly, avoid being reactive. I kind of want to talk about the difference between reacting versus responding. So sometimes we react in a way that devalues our spouse's thoughts and opinions without thinking about it. Kind of like we mentioned earlier, If my husband is explaining himself about whatever it may be and I just blurt out, that makes no sense. I am reacting in a way that is devaluing his thought and we take a step backwards from emotional safety. And although it's small, every single time you react in that way, you take a step backwards and that person slowly over time stops feeling safe enough to share their thoughts. That's kind of what I was saying in the beginning. Like if I have, I kind of read you, like I'll kind of bring something up to see how you respond or how you react. And if you react like that doesn't make any sense, then I'm just like, okay, you know, just like you said, 
take a step backwards. I don't, there's less and less safety here for me to bring up this one issue that I need to bring up. Yeah, it's really easy to do that. Reacting just gives no second thought to how the person may feel from your reaction. It's just your reaction. You give no second thought. Responding, on the other hand, weighs the long-term effects of what it is you're saying. I think that's something we could all do better is to just pause, weigh the long-term effects of your response, and then respond devaluing your spouse's thoughts and opinions is a really quick way to dissemble your connection. It's really important to stop and think of a response. And if you're having trouble understanding where the other person is coming from, like we said earlier, articulate that. Respond. Don't just react. In the same way, devaluing your spouse's thoughts dissembles your connection The opposite is also true. Every small display of love or building up your spouse's thoughts is very powerful and connects you back together. So if you think something that you find to be a good thought that your spouse had, for example, you should let them know that. This brings you back together. This is connecting you back together. You begin feeling safe in their presence. Don't hold back on good thoughts and feelings that you have about your spouse. Share them. Sometimes when you do this, instead of reacting, usually reaction is very quick. Mm -hmm. Like I say something and you're like, you're crazy. That was not cool. Like, I I mean, I don't get that at all. But if you respond, sometimes there's going to be silence for a while. And some of our talks, we've had silences for a couple minutes. You tell me something and I don't say anything for five minutes because I'm processing what you told me and I don't just, you know, I have a reaction. I have a of initial feeling to what you just told me, but I hold on to that and I wait to respond because you might have something else to say or you might know that I'm like processing this and I'm not just giving you my reaction of how I feel or what the, my first thought was. I'm just saying a little bit of silence sometimes when you're talking is okay. Yeah, It's not a bad thing where you you spill your heart to your husband or your wife and then they don't say anything for five minutes. Like they're not... They might not be dissing you. They might just be trying to find a way to articulate appropriate response. So let's go into some signs that you have emotional intimacy in your marriage. And then obviously signs that you don't have emotional intimacy would just be the opposite of these things. So number one, you engage in meaningful conversation. Like we said earlier, you feel safe to share your insecurities This is a big one. Sometimes we want to hold those things in. We don't want to talk about the things that we're not good at or the things that we might need to work on. But if you feel really safe to share those things and allow your spouse to kind of come alongside you in the growth process of those things you need to work on, that's a good sign that you have strong emotional safety and intimacy. Um, You feel safe to share your dreams and goals together if you have really big dreams and you feel safe to share that with your spouse, that's a good sign. You have space to show up exactly as you are, even when you are feeling bad things, bad emotions, when you're feeling low, you feel really safe to show up the good and the bad in front of your spouse. You feel seen and understood. You feel accepted. You feel comfortable being vulnerable and imperfect. You're okay with silence and space at times. You're confident in your marriage that that doesn't make you feel insecure. 
um, you feel safe to express a range of emotions, high and low. And lastly, you're able to hold each other accountable. That's something that can be really uncomfortable and bring up a lot of insecurities. But if you're in a very emotionally safe relationship, you should be able to hold each other accountable or point out things that the other person might need to work on. And it should be a safe space to be able to do so. Yeah, that's really good. That's a very good list. Not, you know, it's not every single thing, but it's a very good place to start. So to kind of end... I think it's important to recognize that you hold the power for the other person's ability to connect with you emotionally. You are responsible for making the other person feel safe. If they ultimately choose to do that is, of course, on them, but the chances of them being vulnerable in an emotionally unsafe relationship is very, very slim. We create that. Good marriages have to be created. Emotional safety has to be created. It's something we have to work on. Just like everything else doesn't happen by accident. Nope. It takes intentionality. You have to try. You have to try. This is a big one too, because if you don't have this, you're probably not going to be able to go very deep on a lot of levels. If this emotional safety isn't there, you might not feel even comfortable expressing yourself in a Mm non-serious moment like if you go out with all your friends and stuff you might not want to show your true sense of humor because you feel like you're going to get judgment from your spouse because they see you acting a way that they don't they're not used to or they don't like it's okay if they don't like your sense of humor you're allowed to go out with friends and be who you really are and it kind of annoy your spouse sometimes you don't always got to like like each other i'm not saying be sarcastic and annoy your spouse specifically that's probably not a good idea But like your spouse should be like, wow, yeah, here he goes again. (laughs) He's doing his thing, you know, and you love him for it anyway. You know, it doesn't have to always be your cup of tea all the time. We're not two perfect people who fell in love and it's just, you know, a Disney story. And if your spouse is annoyingly sarcastic and you feel like it's something you want to bring up, you first need emotional safety to be able to bring that up. So maybe it does require you stepping back and giving them the space to be their authentic self without judgment before you go in and just tear them down for their personality or their sense of humor. Maybe create a safe place first before going right in and trying to change them. Yeah. You want to make sure that you are in an emotionally safe relationship before doing some of those things. Emotional intimacy or emotional safety is actually something that we often talk about as a root thing that you need in marriage. Yeah, it's foundational. A foundational thing. Yeah, that was the word I was looking for. Emotional safety is not something that's often talked about. That, along with love and respect, we truly believe are foundational things that if you have those, then you can kind of start working on next tier things. But those are really the foundation of everything that you need to be able to grow and work on all these other components of marriage. Yeah, we'll do an episode on that sometime about like the root system of a marriage, the foundation of a marriage, and you know, what is like part of the tap root and what are, you know, secondary or tertiary roots, things like that. Things that really make a healthy plant i guess to go with the analogy Karen has this whole plant analogy that actually 
works well for i think it's profound <laughs> i came up with it one day it's gonna be like this genius idea idea that's in a book one day that like every marriage counselor is gonna follow in so. one of your books manifesting that now don't even talk about <laughs> manifesting oh my gosh we don't do that but it is a good thing. I, th I mean, I think it's cool. I think it lays it out pretty well. We'll go over that. Maybe we'll do an episode on that soon. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening today. We appreciate you. Um, we need to go over our ending question. What is our end question? Do you want to read it today? I do have it. It is, how important is a sense of humor in marriage? Well, we will discuss that next episode. Um, but for now, don't forget to like share subscribe review do all the things on apple on spotify help us out get the word out there we would appreciate it and thank you guys for listening yeah we'll see you next time